Hello and thank you very much for listening to this media tech flash briefing for June 1st, 2018. My name is Billy Newman. You can see more of my work at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. You can also, I guess, Google me. I'm, I might show up on some other place, but at Billy Newman on Instagram if I don't show up anywhere else, which is likely. Um, but thanks for tuning in to this, uh, this little bit of a flash briefing. Today I was going to be talking about some of the uh, ideas around VR rendering. I've been just getting into that after recording a ton of, um, of 4K, I think actually 5.2K video with the GoPro Fusion. I've just talked about a lot of that stuff on the last flash briefing, but today I've been bringing it over onto my MacBook Pro, which is really quite a, a modern uh, version of the computer. And I think uh, as many of the pros comment recently, it's probably the better iteration of the MacBook Pro for the last number of years. I'll get into that and some of the Apple WWDC news just in a few seconds. But for some of the VR rendering that I'm doing on it, without maybe a dedicated graphics card to push through it as, you know, at a faster clip, it takes a long time. So I'm trying to export 360 degree equo rectilinear video footage in uh, in 4K MP4 file formats. What is that? I don't know, in H.264 to, to throw in some other term that uh, this you know, someone might not understand. Um, but uh, I've been trying to do that all overnight. So I've been using a I've been using a command. If you have a Macintosh, this is a good one to learn. If you go into your terminal, um, I think you can use the, the command caffeinate, just the word caffeinate, and then space dash D, and that will force your MacBook or your iMac or you know, your, your, your Apple computer to, uh, to remain on and to not go to sleep under the, the normal circumstances that your settings would have uh, precluded it to do. So it's a really cool, uh, cool little bit if uh, you're just trying to make your computer stay on or force it to, to stay on for a longer amount of time. Um, it leaves the screen on too. You gotta, I don't know, you gotta do your, your little F, F1, F2 thing or something to turn that down. But uh, it works really well though. I've been using that to, to leave the computer on and have it running so that it can be churning through some of these uh, 4K rendering jobs that I have the computer set up to do overnight while I'm sleeping. So I put the computer out in another room and then I have, uh, you know, like a queue of video set up for it to stitch together. This GoPro stitching stuff for the GoPro Fusion software is really intensive. I, you know, the, Oh man, Ugh. I'll get into that some other time, but man, the stitching software is just, into, I mean, and you imagine what it has to do to stitch hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of frames all in like 5k or something to make it almost like, you know, like seamless or, you know, make it look good instead of just some kind of blurry line. So I'm amazed that it can do any of that sort of stuff at all, but uh, it's, you know, it's fascinating as it is, but it takes a long time and it's interesting to get to the point where you're like, oh man, this computer can't really do like a professional job like this and that's where you think you think you think you almost hit the limit of uh, the need for computing or you know the need for a lot of the the processor speed or the I don't know what it would be the 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 specs of a computer and you think that for a lot of web-based um, desktop publishing stuff or, or you know phone-based mobile publishing stuff we've really maxed out the need for uh, the speed of a lot of the components but then you come into a position like this where you're starting to do higher level compiling or higher level rendering of uh, either like, you know, compiling like a, a code base or something or um, trying to render out some of these higher file format um, video files. You really notice like how long it takes and how much you, you would really have an improved job by having a, an improved machine. And so I think that's where like a lot of stuff like the, the, the pro line of Apple uh, hardware comes into play, like the... Uh, the iMac Pro that came out earlier this year. And that's, I, I don't know, I guess it's been semi-well received by some of the pros. There's just that huge part where you can't, uh, 
upgrade it. You know, it's definitely an iMac computer, so it's it's going to be strong and you know, I guess capable at a video or uh, capable at the Thunderbolt expansion to whatever that would mean for you. Um, but it doesn't really have uh, expandable slots or you know ex expandability within the frame of the computer. And even really the uh, the cylinder Mac Pro didn't have the expandability that they thought it would have. And I think that was also part of the the, the graphics card architecture that they used doesn't really ended up getting updated. There's there's a whole kind of snafu around stuff around that where that's why that computer didn't really get updated in the 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 fashion that they maybe thought it would have. And that's I think why like a lot of the more modern uh, 5k monitor iMacs are faster computers or higher spec computers have uh, I guess a newer generation architecture uh, for their their core processor than even the the, the highest spec cylinder MacBook Pro would at this point I guess given that it came out in, what 2013 and hasn't really seen a, a whole update yet since then so or I don't know minor update you know like kind of um, you know, just uh, simple component stuff, but but it, but not. It was just kind of s s internally within the spec, but I don't think there's actually been like an actual rendition that's been new from that yet. So that kind of brings me, I guess, to the last point, which is that Apple's WWDC is supposed to be coming up here real soon in uh, just the beginning part of June here, and that's when we're supposed to get some information about. I guess it would be the, the developer preview for iOS 12 and some of the, the news or rumor, or well, I guess rumors would be currently what they are after WWDC is when we're going to get the uh, confirmation from Apple about the direction in design and uh, feature choice that's going to be going into iOS 12. And maybe we'll get some hints on the types of devices or the, I don't know, maybe it's going to lean heavily to AR. Maybe it's going to lean heavily to the gesture format that we've started seeing in the iPhone X um, kind of versioning of, uh, of iOS 11. I don't know yet, but uh, hopefully we'll see some Siri improvements. Seems like that's gotten long in the tooth uh, after a little while, especially kind of starting to see now, given, you know, like this and what the Echo is capable of. And well, I guess some of those Google demos that we saw a few weeks ago about uh, artificial intelligence parsing the, the, the verbal cues of what people are saying and trying to have that fill out a form of, uh, of data. It's interesting stuff, but we'll see if Apple is getting anywhere close to that. I think that's coming up this next week at WWDC. So I think that probably wraps up most of the things I have to talk about for today. Thanks a lot for listening to this Media Tech Flash Briefing for June 1st, 2018. My name is Billy Newman. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye.